Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Pittsburgh Pirates Rant Podcast. It's Wednesday. The rain is gone for now. Uh, it's going to be back probably in the second game of that doubleheader in Reading. But you know what? I didn't make it to Reading. Uh, I did get that job at the nursing home, which it's a pretty easy gig, I think. I mean, it's going to be boring, but a pretty easy gig, even during the day. Uh, it's a really nice religious nursing home. You know, it's uh, the people on the side that I'm on, it's a residence home, are not in too bad a shape. Um, so, you know, you help them out. And I'm doing overnights. The hardest part is going to be staying up. I stayed up till 10 o'clock last night. I made it through like the fourth inning. And then I was just like, I got to go to sleep. So I have to somehow stay up like nine more hours, <laughs> you know, to make it until 7 a.m. Because the shift is from 11.30. To, I think it's from 11 to 7 or 11.30 to 7. I don't know. I think it's probably 11.30 to 7. Either way. Pretty long, you know, 11 to 7.30, let's say that. Um, either way, pretty long night. I'm going to have to find a way to stay awake because there's not a lot to do. You're doing laundry, you're emptying trash cans, and then in the morning, you're helping people get ready for breakfast, you know, helping them get in the shower, make sure they have all their towels and stuff like that. But I mean, for the most part, they are, they have the ability to do most of the stuff themselves, you know, they want privacy. So it's like, you don't have to assist them in the shower, which can be, um, I don't know, just one of those things where it's just like weird, you know. Um, it's probably one of the toughest jobs um, when I was doing like home instead and helping people. Um, I had to assist this guy in the shower that was like 700 pounds. And I was seriously afraid that the dude was going to fall on me because he wanted me to wash his feet. <laughs> you know, and hey, that's where the job gets weird, right? So, yeah, I didn't do that for that long. This is a lot easier gig, and I really do like helping elderly people. So I like talking to them, helping them out. You know, they get really bored and lonely and don't feel important, and they are, you know. I mean, they accomplished a lot during their lives, and unfortunately, they're kind of left alone to live out their lives, you know. Like, their family members have moved on in a lot of cases. So, yeah, I mean, it's a good gig. It pays 17 bucks an hour. Um, there's not really that much to do other than be there. So the biggest challenge is going to be staying up. But I don't think I'm going to make the drive to Reading today. Uh, even though it's a doubleheader, uh, even though the weather looks pretty good during the day, it's two hours up, two hours back. And my first overnight is tomorrow night, um, starting at 1130. So I think I'm just going ha- to stay home, watch the Pirates this afternoon, and then just try to get myself ready sleep-wise, especially on Thursday. I'm going to have to take a Tylenol PM or something and sleep through the day on Thursday um, so that the first day is not that tough. And I got to pick up some scrubs or something like that, I think. Um, I don't know if they're that strict about the dress code. I could probably wear jeans and a t-shirt. But for the first day, I forgot to ask. For the first day, I'm at least going to go by the manual and wear some scrubs because it is a good job. You know, They don't have a lot of turnover there. I mean, people like it there. A lot of people have been there for years and years. Um, so it's a good gig, man. Um, and yeah, my daughter is sick today, so I got to um, take her to the doctor. Hopefully she's not too bad, but I got to do that mid-morning. And now I'm actually pretty tired. Like I could go back to bed right now, but I got to stay up and do that. I got to run a few errands while I'm out. Um, so there is things 
that aren't included in baseball. <laughs> you know, as far as baseball goes, it was a pretty mundane game last night. I mean, it was okay. Cal Mitchell had a nice home run. He pulled it. It was a solid home run, you know, and you got to be pretty happy with Cal Mitchell's at bats so far. Um, uh, I don't know. He's batting 250, just like Sawinski. He's up and down, has a little power. Um, it's been pretty common for people to not be happy with Cal Mitchell's uh, arm in the outfield, whereas Sawinski's defense is pretty much um, it's pretty much readily heralded as good defense. Um, you got to see the first game from uh, Travis Swaggerty. Um, he didn't do much at the plate, and I didn't get to see him in the field really too much, but I think that he's pretty good in the field. Uh, they wanted to play him in center, and they didn't know what to do with Brian Reynolds, so they actually put Brian Reynolds a designated hitter last night, which was unusual, and we'll have to see if that happens more often. Um, if they feel bad pay- playing Reynolds in the corner outfield, like... You know, like he feels like it's some sort of demotion or something. Um, Or maybe they want to improve his trade value and show that he's a competent center fielder. Um, I don't know. I really don't know what the deal is with that. But, you know, they do move guys around more often than most teams. Um, Diego Castillo has moved around quite a bit. um, But lately he's been at shortstop, which I think is his is the best place to have him if you're going to get any value. Um, because it's hard to find people that play a competent shortstop. Um, they don't really have anybody in their system other than Kevin Newman, who's proven they can play a competent shortstop. Um, but Diego Castillo has certainly exposed himself, um, and not in a way that's pervy or anything like that. Uh, just that, you know, he got, he started off pretty good and now he's down to 217. Um, he's like two for his last 20 or something like that. But really, the slump's been going on for quite a while. Um, it's been sort of a power outage as well. Um, his OPS is below 570 now, which is significantly below Kevin Newman's. Um, I think it's like Kevin Newman on his worst day. Um, so, And people don't really like Kevin Newman on this team. So, I mean, I think you'll be happy to hear that. They don't really have a choice but to play O'Neill Cruz at shortstop. And he did not get an error last night. I don't know how many chances he had, but he didn't get an error. He got one hit. He didn't do as good as the Cannon, Smith Nigma. Um, you know, he wasn't their top hitter last night. Mason Martin had a two uh two RBI double, but he is still struggling mightily, you know. Um G1 Bay continues to put up good numbers. Um he is the most. Now you have too many rookies on your team right now, so some of these guys would have to get sent down. Um, but Jiwan Bay and Cruz are probably the most likely guys to come up because um, you need infielders more than outfielders at this point. You know, especially if you're playing Chavis at first base, who for a guy that's five ten has played a pretty good first base. But isn't it interesting that if you play Cruz at shortstop? It doesn't seem like a good match with Chavis at first because Cruz's problem is he sails a lot of his throws. So you would prefer to have a really tall first baseman playing there. And Chavis is the shortest first baseman in the league. So you have the tallest shortstop in the league throwing to the shortest first baseman in the league. And at some point, they might think about O'Neill Cruz at first base. Just because, you know, if his arm is... um, you know, not accurate enough. Um, 
at least that hides his arm. You don't really have to throw it all from first base. Uh, and also his bat would pl- probably play good enough if he makes it to be a first baseman. Um, but because he's so athletic, especially a lot of Twitter's pirates, it's like um, they don't want to see him anywhere but shortstop. Because, I don't know, there's just this whole thing. He's athletic. He's a lot of value at shortstop, blah, 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 you know. Uh, whatever, you know. Either the guy can play shortstop or he can't. Um, it doesn't seem like he's going to be a very good shortstop. But like I said, they don't really have a choice. If they have to demote Diego Castillo, um, and you're still a ways off from getting Kevin Newman back, and they don't really think that Kevin Newman is the long-term answer at shortstop, you really have no choice but to play O'Neill Cruz at short and hope for the best. Because this team doesn't have a long-term answer at shortstop. You know, they would have to probably either extend Kevin Newman, which would piss off the fans, or you'd have to sign someone at shortstop. You know, because um, the other guy, uh, Layover Paguero, also has 14 or 15 errors. So, And he doesn't like fielding the ball. I mean, when I watch him, I can't say that about Cruz because I haven't seen Cruz. But when I watch Layover Paguero play, um, he's like, please don't hit the ball to me, shortstop, because I don't want to get another error. You know, he's not covering the ground that he could even potentially cover with his athleticism. So he doesn't want to be a shortstop, I don't think. I'm not sure what he wants. Um, O'Neill Cruz wants to be a shortstop, so at least you have that. Um, and if somehow he could get his throws more accurate. Now, he used to sail all his balls, and this year he's been bouncing a lot of balls, which Mason Martin has done a great job um, digging them out. Um, but he's got to find somewhere in between and somehow get an accurate throw um, because he has been hot. I mean, he has the ability to put up a lot of home runs in a short period of time. I don't view him as a classic home run hitter, like a slugger, like Mason Martin. Um, I view him as a guy that could hit a lot of doubles and a lot of home runs if he's hitting the ball. You know, he's got a lot of holes in that big swing. You know, so the biggest thing you got to find out is, is he hitting the ball? And we really won't know that until we see him for at least probably like Diego Castillo number of at-bats, like 125 at-bats, you know. Um, Torkelson has not done well in his first 150 at-bats. He did hit a double last night, um, but he's still batting under 200. And I kind of see O'Neill Cruz in that same ballpark, you know, where he might be hitting under 200 just because if he is going to be a major league player, it's likely going to take him some time to adapt. You know, and that's the thing where Pirates Twitter was getting spoiled is that the Pirates have more wins this year than they should because their bullpen has been lights out. But you know what? They throw a ton of pitches. You know, this might be the Tampa Bay way, but they really throw a ton of pitches. The team threw 160 pitches last night. I've seen them throw close to 200 pitches in a nine-inning game. Um, The starter only went 3.1 innings, you know, and they're still surviving. You know, they still only gave up five runs and almost won the game last night, or at least we're in striking distance, but it's not going to last all year. And I've been warning you this for a long time that the summer months are going to wear down this bullpen because this Tampa Bay way or whatever, you got to 
keep bringing in different arms in the bolt from the bullpen. And it's not like you couldn't bring in other arms like Can Vox, um, you know, other guys that are doing pretty well in the minor leagues, uh, like that guy in Altoona that hasn't given up any runs. Um, they have enough arms to do the Tampa Bay system. Um, I just don't know that it's going to work here in Pittsburgh um, because they don't have the hitting that Tampa Bay has. I mean, Tampa Bay, they they lead the league in strikeouts every year, but they get so many home runs. They they also lead the league in runs. You know, they're, they're close to the league lead in runs, even though Tampa Bay is not a hitter-friendly ballpark like Cincinnati, you know. It's got a roof on it, so balls don't really sail out of there. But yeah, Tampa Bay is a very good team. Um, right now, uh, Wander Franco is on the bench. Um, he's on the IL for a while. Hopefully he comes back. Because like I said, I think he's the most dynamic offensive player in baseball. And I think he's the future of baseball. Uh, Mike Trout got banged up again. And Trout is just, for for whatever reason, like he's not flamboyant enough. He's not flashy enough to really take hold of that, like, I don't know, someone that could save baseball. Um, Wander Franco, and I'd have to say also um, the guy in uh, New York that has 23 home runs already, uh, Aaron Judge, those two guys can really be like the face of baseball if baseball were to make a comeback and you were to see these guys in commercials doing the discount double check and all that stuff. But, you know, I'm all over the place this morning, which I'm always all over the place. You know, we touched on a bunch of different guys. But, yeah, Aaron Judge is really crushing it. And I always chuckle because if it was up to Pirates Twitter and Aaron Judge was in the Pirates system, they would never have – the Pirates Twitter would have never given him a chance because he struck out 28% of the time in the minor leagues. And they would have been like, oh, that never happens. There's no way, you know, all this stuff like, you know. Um, they would never would have even given him a chance. And Aaron Judge, who has already won an MVP, um, he did have 213 strikeouts his first season. And he is a strikeout guy. It's part of his game, you know. But that dude is tearing it up. Trust me. I mean, the Yankees are winning mostly with pitching. They have two aces, not including um, Garrett Cole. Um, they have another ex-Pirate pitcher, and Jamison Talion, who's having his best year as a um, t- 11 years in, he's having his best year as a major leaguer because, you know, he's finally healthy. He's had two Tommy John surgeries. He's gone through cancer um, and he's finally feeling good at this age. And he doesn't have a lot of miles on his arm if you take away the, um, you know, the Tommy Johns. Uh, and he's changed his delivery and stuff like that so he doesn't get another Tommy John, hopefully. But. As far as the other stuff, like he hasn't killed his muscles because he hasn't put in a ton of career innings because he's been hurt all the time. You know, he's missed a lot of full years and a lot of half years. So you have Cole and Talion, ironically, the guys who the Pirates drafted to be a one-two punch. And then you also have um, Clay Holmes, who's just been lights out, best closer in baseball, um, just the best overall pitcher in baseball. The dude is completely unhittable, you know? So you have those guys. And like I said, the Yankees are doing it pitching-wise and hitting-wise, and so are the Mets. I mean, it's really been the year of New York. The Dodgers have shown a, a few warts lately. 
Um, the Pirates swept the Dodgers, which I'm tired about hearing because it didn't mean anything, you know. Just it's three games into the season. Just stop, you know. Um, you're not we're not better than the Dodgers. They didn't even really it was a trap series for them. And who cares? It's three games, you know? Like it was a fun three games if you stayed up late. But we don't need to keep hearing about it, you know, with tweets and memes and like movies about it. It's just you don't need it. It's it really shows that the pirates don't have much to hang their hat on if they're, you know, still talking about one series, you know, a few games later when you're back home. Um, it's baseball is a grind. It's a long season and you have to show up for every game, whether it's the Tigers, whether it's the Yankees, whether it's the Reds, whether it's the Brewers, you got to show up for every game. And, you know, the Pirates have a tough road stretch coming here, and they need to stop thinking about how they swept the Yankees. Now, it doesn't seem like how they swept the Dodgers. It doesn't seem like they are doing that. I think it's just the fans that are doing that because they've been playing good. I mean, they've been winning since then, and they played decent last night. Um, The problem last night is for the first time, throwing all these pitches seemed to hurt the team. Um, Quintana... Um, He was nibbling again, which he usually does because he usually doesn't go more than five innings. But he was nibbling too much last night to the point where the umpires weren't giving him the close calls. And the the, um, Tigers were taking most pitches. And then he was having to groove pitches, you know, and he gave up a few key doubles in that game. And then later in the game, Underpants, Captain Underpants gave up a run. So... This bullpen is not going to continue to be lights out. And I don't know how many wins this team is going to get this year because they're starting a lot of rookies. Um, And the bullpen is likely to wear out at some point. I just don't know. But I do know that um, this team throws a lot of pitches and that could come to haunt them later in the season. Mm. Just take a little break with my coffee. Um, So, yeah, I don't think I'm going to make it to Reading today. I would like to see Burroughs again. Um, it's a doubleheader, so I could get potentially 14 to 18 innings of baseball in. But it's just not worth the four-hour round-trip drive. It's not so much the gas. It's just like it's the older I get, like those drives really get boring. I mean, I could smoke some weed, I guess, and the drive would go by faster. But I don't really smoke weed, you know? So I, I don't see it, you know? I don't see that happening today. Um, I see me taking my daughter to the doctor. I see me watching the Pirates game, which, you know, this Pirates game is going to be entertaining. I don't even know who's pitching for um, the Tigers today. I looked and they still haven't really announced one. Um, But although the lineups will probably come out before too long, it's still pretty early in the morning right now, but you won't have to wait too long to get those lineups. Considering it's a 1230 game, you might get the lineups by 10 o'clock. Um, But anyway, my point is that the game will be entertaining because Mitch Keller is always entertaining. Whether he's good, whether he's bad, it's just interesting to watch Mitch Keller pitch, you know? Um, Because you never know what the hell this guy's going to do. He might be on, he might be off, he might have a 1-2-3 inning with three strikeouts. The next inning, he walks three guys, you know? I mean, you just never know what you're going to get with Keller. He gives up a couple doubles in a row, and then he's nibbling on everybody. 
He's just a roller coaster out there, but he's somewhat interesting to watch, you know? So, yeah, I'm definitely going to watch this whole game today um, after I take my daughter to the doctor and after I run a couple errands. Um, So I'm looking forward to that. And then when I take my nap, because I'm going to try to get used to being up all night, I'm probably going to put the Altoona radio network on because I'm hoping that Michael Burrows will pitch in game one and I can just listen to him pitch, you know. Um, And, you know, there's so many other guys in Altoona that are fun to watch, unfortunately, or listen to for that matter. But unfortunately, little Nicky, Nick the Stick Gonzalez is hurt right now, you know. He hasn't been that great anyway. Um, The guys I'm watching right now are certainly Gorski to see if he can keep it going. Uh, Matt the Bat Frazier to see if he can get it going, you know, because he was one of my favorite players last year. I've somewhat soured on him seeing him in person. Um, I mean, he's a little smaller than I thought. Um, He is, I don't know. I don't know what it is, you know. Um, Connor Scott is just okay, but there's definitely guys in Altoona that you like to watch. Um, but the problem is, um, uh, the first round pick, the number one overall pick, Henry Davis is still hurt. You know, that dude needs to find a way to stay healthy. Um, but they do have the other catcher that people are sort of high on. Um, they have some players there, uh, and certainly Lyover Paguero. It's fun to see, number one, if he can keep hitting, and number two, if he can go a whole game without an error at shortstop. It's a fun team, you know? It really is. Altoona's only played somewhere around 500 ball, and what's really depressing with this system is Bradenton is about seven games under, and surprisingly, um, uh, what do you call it? The other uh, Greensboro is like seven or eight games under. I mean, those teams are just not doing that well. Um, those teams, the guys we thought were going to be good prospects, really haven't been doing much this year. And the system overall has been pretty disappointing. Um, the difference is the guys that we have that might make it in this first wave are all sort of getting better at the same time. So you've had to give um, Diego Castillo, Marcano, Sawinski, Cal Mitchell. And there's another rookie out there too that you're giving a shot. So you have to give all these guys a shot at the same time. Swaggerty as well. Um, and then you have a couple guys that are just about ready to come up, like the Cannon, Smith Nigma, and O'Neill Cruz. And you can't play that many rookies on your team. Um, but after that, it looks a little soft. And that's the part that's surprising. We thought that these super young guys, guys like Hudson Head, um, that some of these guys were going to step up. Guys like Andy Rodriguez. Um, there's been some really disappointing guys like Michael Escato. And I don't know, that other power hitter in Bradenton, the big guy. who was. It's the thing with guys that are 19. You could say, oh, yeah, he's doing great at age 19. But you have no idea if they've reached their development years yet and if they're ever going to do better than, hey, this guy had a good year at 19, you know? So, yeah, I mean, the system is not looking great to me. The pitching is thin. The hitting is thin. 
Um, but the major league team should be interesting right now because let's see if these rookies can do it, you know? Um, so you're interested to see, well, how does Travis Swaggerty take in at bat, you know? Because Cal Mitchell looks pretty good out there in his at-bats, even as a left-hander against left-handed pitching. Um, that's not to say that they won't find holes in Cal Mitchell's swing like they did with Diego Castillo, who looked really good until he got exposed. Uh, and the same thing with Suwinski, I think, has even more holes in his swing um, because I see him swinging and missing a lot at like sinkers and stuff like that. So it'll be interesting to see if people get a book on Suwinski. Will he be able to hang? Because he has the better chance of sticking in the major leagues because of his defense, you know? And the same with Travis Swaggerty as a first-round talent has a better chance of sticking in the major leagues, which is why I called on Twitter yesterday, Cal Mitchell, a long shot. And after he hit the home run, oh, what were you saying about Cal Mitchell? Well, he's still a long shot, you know? I mean, he pops a home run every once in a while. I like the guy. You know, I called for him to be to come up. But as far as making it as a major league player, the dude is a long shot. And Marcano is probably going to take over as what we thought Diego Castillo would be. I mean, if at some point they have to send Diego Castillo down, and as sad as it sounds, at some point if Diego Castillo is just not good enough, like Hoy Park, you know, you give him enough at-bats and he's just not good enough, eh, it's a shame. But Marcano would probably take over as that guy that plays all these different positions, at least when we're ready to play Jiwan Bay at second base, and it would probably be Jiwan Bay at second base and O'Neill Cruz at shortstop, and that's what you're likely to see in August and September. So I guess this has been sort of an O'Neill Cruz pod because, yeah, I think they'll bring him up. I don't think it'll be on this tough homestand, but I think what might happen is if Diego Castillo continues to struggle on this homestand, It'll prov- provide an opportunity to bring up O'Neill Cruz. And if one of these rookies struggles mightily on this road stand, I don't know who it would be, um, they could potentially bring up Jiwan Bay. But if not, they still have, um, you know, they still have uh, Marcano at second base. So we'll see what happens. I think it's going to be a tough road. But I I have given up. It's like trying to predict the stock market in short-term swings. I've given up trying to predict what the Pirates will do in the short term. So I'm not going to say that they're going to struggle mightily on this road trip. I just know that they're not going to win a shit ton of wins this year as a total when it's all said and done. you know. But I don't know how that's going to happen. I know that the September... Um, the September um, schedule is really, really tough, you know, so they might really tank at the end of the year, um, especially if they have a bunch of struggling young guys at the end of the year that they're given a chance to. Um, and if they trade um, some of their pitching, you know, especially if they trade Bednar. But we're just going to have to see what happens. I don't know what the plan is. But, hey, isn't it pretty interesting that we got um, June baseball and the Pirates are playing more games in June than they've ever played before because they've got those double headers in there. So that'll be fun. Then it's time for the draft. We got the number four overall pick. What are we going to do there? And then you got the trade deadline, you know? And then towards the end of the year, even though there probably won't be many fannies in the seats, it'll be a lot of young guys, you know? 
and the schedule gets really tough in September. So we get to see what happens there. In any case, even though this is kind of a boring time of the season, especially when you're playing the Detroit Tigers, and a lot of people went to bed early last night, even with that, there's always stuff to talk about. And it's always baseball season at the Pittsburgh Pirates Rant Podcast. So I got to let the dogs in. They love you. Peace out.